How's it going, guys? It is 3.28 a.m., the 24th of November, Thursday, here in Japan. We have a past-level question for surgery for 2CK. Difficult question for step one for renal. Before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. Give the video a like. I really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, M-E-H-L-M-A-N underscore medical. Links down below. Find me on Telegram. Links to the Telegram group and channel down below, and I start the clip. So 77-year-old woman, she's brought to the ED. Vitals are within normal limits. Protein on so urinalysis. Protein none. Blood three plus. White blood cells zero to two pi powered field. Red blood cells three to four pi powered field. Question wants to know the most likely explanation for her presentation. So let's just whip to the answer choices here. Choice A: acute glomerulonephritis. Wrong fucking answer. Very generic, uh, non-specific answer choice that I have seen on NBME content as an as a correct answer for PSGN, post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis. Okay, PSGN is also known as just proliferative glomerulonephritis, not membranal proliferative, not diffuse proliferative. If you wiki uh, PSGN, you'll see AKA uh, known as proliferative glomerulonephritis, okay? So PSGN is gonna be red urine, uh, hematuria, one to three weeks, okay? Weeks after a sore throat or a skin infection, cellulitis, impetigo, erysipelas, okay? Caused by strep pathogenes, group A strep, clearly. And it's a type three hypersensitivity. A lot we can talk about. Point is, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, glomerulosclerosis, wrong answer. Obviously, this also sounds quite nonspecific, but would refer to diabetes in theory because diabetic glomerulosclerosis, okay? Once again, tons we can talk about. You should know the first change in the kidney with diabetes is hyperfiltration. I made my one of my previous audio cubane questions on it uh, within the past few days okay and you're going to see uh, hyperfiltration followed by thickening of the glomerular basement membrane okay non-enzymatically oscillation uh, which will cause loss of charge and size barrier and then ensuing nephrotic syndrome of course you can get chymal steel wilson nodules which are hyaline uh, and uh, they will appear as large eosinophilic, which means pink. Uh, so eosinophilic uh, circles when you do biopsy of the glomerulus. Wrong fucking answer. Choice CIG nephropathy, wrong answer. This is going to be red urine hematuria one to three days, days after a URTI, upper respiratory tract viral infection. Now, I emphasize this because... You know, this is students get confused over this, but it's past level, as I said. So you're going to have red urine one to three weeks after a sore throat. That's PSGN. Red urine one to three days after a sore throat. That's IgA nephropathy viral infection. Okay. IgA nephropathy, just you'll get IgA deposition in the mesangium. This can occur on its own from viral infection or GI infection sometimes, or it can occur as a in constellation with Henox-Shonley and Purpura, okay? More pediatrics for 2CK high yield, uh, non-existent on step one, but that's going to be red urine, IgA nephropathy, a tetrad. IgA nephropathy, number one, red urine. Number two, uh, obviously palpable Purpura, okay, on the buttocks thighs. Three, arthrologists, four, abdominal pain. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, interstitial nephropathy, wrong answer. So this four out of five times is going to be a beta-lactam cephalosporin or NSAID followed by eosinophils in the urine. They can just write white blood cells in the urine. Okay, it's an allergic reaction of the kidney. They can say a rash, a maculopapular rash, in about 50% of vignettes, you don't have to have the rash, okay? So if they give you, for instance, an aminoglycoside, and then you have 
a kidney issue, that's acute tubular necrosis, not interstitial nephropathy. If they gave you dapsone or sulfonamides then a renal issue, that's going to be membranous glomerulonephritis, and nephrotic syndrome, not interstitial nephropathy. So interstitial nephropathy or interstitial nephritis, aka tubular interstitial nephritis, that's going to be an NSAID, beta-lactam, or cephalosporin followed by white blood cells in the urine four out of five times, okay? And one out of five times, they can just say mild proteinuria, hematuria in a patient who's been on NSAIDs, okay? They can also just give you a patient who has peripheral edema who's on NSAIDs, and you say, well, that sounds like pre-renal, okay? There's no white blood cells in the urine. It's just edema and someone on naproxen for six weeks, and then they just have as the answer interstitial nephropathy, okay? But four out of five times, you're going to see eosinophils in the urine with a maculopapular rash, plus or minus, very high yield for USMLE. In this case, wrong fucking answer. Choice C toxicity is the correct answer. Okay, I intentionally made this a vague slash nebulous answer choice. This is rhabdomyolysis causing acute tubular necrosis because myoglobin is nephrotoxic. Okay, what we have here is what's referred to as a false positive blood on urine dipstick. So this is what USMLE is going to do. They're going to intentionally give you a very vague vignette. It's to my observation, they like giving you someone found on the floor in their house. I'm not joking. Like they, I've seen this same fucking vignette across different forms where they'll just say, old lady found on the floor in her house by her staircase. I saw another one with like a young woman found on the floor uh, in her house by a staircase. They can give you an alcoholic. That makes it easier because alcohol is a risk factor for rhabdo, very high yield. And... You're going to get a false positive blood on urine dipstick. Now, three to four RBCs, prior powered field is negative. I've seen this on surgery forms. It doesn't have to be zero, okay? There's no specific cutoff. But if they want positive, they might give you a 20. They might give you 50, okay? So just subjectively under 10, but three to four I've seen is negative, okay? The reason it's a false positive blood is because the dipstick can't differentiate between uh, the hemoglobin actually on RBCs and free myoglobin. Okay, but myoglobin is nephrotoxic. It causes acute tubular necrosis. They don't have to say uh, muddy brown, dirty brown granular casts or brown pigmented casts. They don't have to do that. They can just give you the same fucking vignette here, and then rather than nephrotoxicity, they can just have acute tubular necrosis. No mention of casts, of muddy brown granular casts, nothing like that. Okay, or they can just have rhabdo. Make it easier. Just what's the diagnosis? But what they're going to do on 2CK in particular is make the question very fucking long with tons of lab values, and you're just going to see, boom, blood is present, maybe 2+, plus, and then there's negative RBCs, and you're like, that's just a false positive blood, that's rhabdo. Answer is ATN, or answer is just straight up rhabdo, okay, nephrotoxicity. Very important uh, factoid for USMLE, knowing uh, this urine finding uh, for rhabdomyolysis. You know the deal, I'm going to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel, and I appreciate your time. That's it.